Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, where we examine the truth of God's Word against the false principles, precepts, and patterns of the world, especially those of evolution and its lies that try and circumvent the truth of God. And we do this by uh, putting God's Word first, saying, look, if God is God, then he's got to be, and he made all this, he's got to be wise enough to figure out a way to give us a word that is true, a word that represents reality, a word that represents what we need to hear. And when we do that, it frames our worldview. It, it gives us a paradigm to look through that makes everything make sense. And there are some things about God that I I still don't understand. I probably never will until he explains them to me from his perspective. Because I don't have his perspective. His perspective is A, outside of time. And B, uh, is not something I can aspire to, nor do I want to. Um, I do not want to end up in the same vein that uh, the formerly uh, angel of light uh, found himself in or finds himself in now which is an enemy of God and there are plenty of enemies of God out there uh, you know there was the verse that that I read today we like to we like to start here and it's a religion with the word of God we this is Ehud son of Dennis come to you live from the middle west of the divided states of America and to the republic for which they stand two nations under God with liberty and justice for some and if you check us on that statement, you will find that it's true. There are two nations here at work um, behind the scenes. One desires government to be in control of everything, desires uh, humans, human knowledge, human uh, wisdom to rule and to run the world. Um, the other one desires the Lord of the Bible to be king and he in fact is there's really nothing the the folks on the other side are going to be able to do about that but they're certainly going to try and they do on a daily basis we see it at work in our society here in america i'm sure it's seen all over the world in different ways but this is from my personal reading this morning colossians chapter 2 verse 8 Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now, what fits that category more than anything you can think of? Well, to me, that would be the theory of evolution. That is, after the rudiments of the world, after the tradition of men, uh, after vain philosophy and deceit, you know, even the guy that originally came up with uh, the theory of evolution gave us precepts. Well, one, it was a book that he offered on the favored races. So he was a racist. Um, I, I classify someone who divides people groups by race or color of skin or, you know, using the term race to me is is an anathema it should never be done we are one race we are the human race now if you want to talk about different people groups 
You know, the Jewish people are a different people group. They were from the line of Ishmael. And God signifies people in people groups, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites. Um, you know, he, he does that in the Bible. So I don't think it's wrong to classify people within groups by their lineage, by their heritage, by their culture. Um, someone from France, let's call them French, but that doesn't mean they're a different race. That doesn't mean they're a different kind of uh, being than myself. They're a human being. They're a human uh, kind, right? And God calls them kinds in the Bible, I think, for a good reason, because we should classify them as kinds and not species. I think species is a term that actually falls into this vain tradition of men, this vain deceit. It's a deceitful term. It doesn't do any good. It's there to try and pull you from uh, Christ, from the ways of Christ, from the way in which Christ set up all this stuff. So, now, at It's a Religion, we've been going through the Bible. We started in Genesis 1-1. God created everything, the heavens and the earth, and uh, and everything in them. And we saw a, a situation where man fell from the perfectness that God created him with, and then fell into sin, and then things became very evil around here uh, God wiped everything out with a flood but saved Noah and his family and that's where all of us human beings come from from that one family so we are in fact all one family though we might be different people groups and then we see the story of Abraham and this is where we're at right now we're continuing through the line of Abraham because that is the line in which Jesus the Christ will come through and uh, we'll see that later on but right now we're in Genesis chapter 24, and it reads like this. Now Abraham was old and well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land, but must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master camels and departed taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, Lord God my, of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman 
to whom I say, or I shall say, please let down your jar that I may drink. And who shall say drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with water, her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please, give me a little water to drink from your jar. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon the hand, upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well and draw water, and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the Lord had prospered his journey or not. And when the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing a half shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, We have plenty of both straw and fodder and room to spend the night. Man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord, and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. Isn't that a neat picture? God's steadfast love toward Abraham. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman. And the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. And Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban. Laban ran out toward the man to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, thus the man spoke to me and went to the man. And behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I prepared the house in a place for the camels. So the man came to the house and unharnessed his camels and gave straw and fodder to the camels so there was water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Then food was set before them to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have said what I have come to say. He said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master and he has become great. He has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys and Sarah, my wife's and Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him he has given all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and to my clan and take a wife for my son. So there the Bible uses the term clan. I think that's an interesting <coughs> excuse me, way to say that. I said to my master, perhaps... The woman will not follow me, but he said to me, The Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you and prosper your way. You shall take a wife for my son from the clan, from my clan, from my father's house, and you will be free from my oath and when you come to my clan, and if they will not give her to you, you will be free from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O oh Lord, God of my master Abraham, now you are prospering the way that I go. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water. Let a, let the virgin who comes out to draw water, to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water 
from your jar to drink. And who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw your for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out with her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water, and I said to her, Please, let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, I will give for your camels also to drink. So I drank, and she gave to the camels also. Then I asked her, Whose daughter are you? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, from whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and bracelets on her arms. Then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you are going to show steadfast love and, un, er, and, and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. And Laban and Bethuel answered and said, This thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself down to the earth before the Lord, and the servant brought out jewelry and silver of gold and raiments and gave them to Rebekah, and he also gave her to her brother and to her mother costly ornaments. And he said to the men who were with him, ate and drank, and they spent the night there. And when they rose in the morning, send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days. After that she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I might go to my master. And they said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah and their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands and tens of thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. Then Rebekah and her young woman arose and rode the camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Beer Lahiroi and was dwelling in the Negev. And Isaac went out to mediate in the field toward evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. Then the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. What a beautiful thing. God gives uh, Isaac a wife, Rebekah, who I think was his cousin. And back then wouldn't have been a big deal. But... God has a purpose, folks. He's given us everything. He's given us life. He's given us everything that we need to have joy in Him. And even though we make mistakes, we fall, we think bad things sometimes, or we don't think rightly sometimes, or we're deceived, or we're drawn away in moments, God is faithful. He is always there. He always knows what we need. And you can turn to Him with anything. He knows who you are. He knows your great points, your bad points. He knows your ins, your outs, your in-betweens. Because he is God. And it's amazing to me that that's the case. And yet it's still true. So, 
What are you going to do with truth, folks? Are you going to follow the precepts of the world? You know, I saw a, uh, I know I'm running along today, but I saw a, a little story. I usually don't read the news before I get into God's word in the morning, but I just happened to see this in a, one of my Epoch Times feeds that the FDA was trying to argue. There's three doctors that brought a court case against the FDA saying they came out and tried to prevent people from using ivermectin. And I think at this point, most of the FDA uh, is bought and paid for by the drug companies. And it's, it's a sad state we're in, in our government in this country right now, um, where the Department of Justice is being used as a, as a hammer to go after people uh, that don't agree with the current regime. And, you know, Democrats and communists are the only ones that seem to do that kind of stuff. Um, Republicans, I think a lot, because, you know, most, many Republicans believe in trusting God and don't trust in man and his ways. Those who remain faithful uh, and walk in integrity and don't um, go after the uh, riches and things that, that people who don't uh, stay clean, let me put it that way, since it's easy to get pretty dirty, I would imagine, working in the federal government, working for the federal government, or representing people uh, in the federal government. But um, in this case, you know, the FDA was arguing that somehow its language uh, at the time, oh, it was just a suggestion. We were trying to tell doctors they couldn't prescribe ivermectin. And I just want to say, well, why then could you not get it from a lot of places why did pharmacies not want to sell it and things like that i mean the whole thing is just surreal to me but again the rudiments of the world deceit and play right beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the vision of men after the rudiments of the world and not after christ now in this case it didn't have anything to do with christ but but they weren't being faithful they weren't being honest they're not still not being honest today in how they're proclaiming that, oh, it was just a suggestion. And uh, just interesting. I think we learned a lot about governments in the world over the last couple of years. And we've got to be very careful how we handle it going forward. Um, so, Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. Thank you for this day that you have made. May you bless it and keep it. Help us walk true to your word in your ways, Lord, and not follow after the rudiments of the world. We love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for joining me, everybody. We will uh, be back tomorrow, hopefully. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a porch swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs And that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama